<laughs> hero and hero again. I know you'll remember me conveniently. I am here to welcome you to yet another season of Immigrant Chronicles, A Day in the Rife, hosted by Tesu and Jack. Come here and discuss everything that is bothering you, every topic that is on your mind, in your chest or on top of your head. We cover everything. But please, please, don't ask us for money because right now our warrants are practicing social distancing. Immigrant Chronicles, A Day in the Rife, hosted by Tesu and Jack. If you did not know before, now you will know. If you do not hear before, now you will hear query. Welcome once again. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Day in the Life of an Immigrant. My name is Tesu Osar, and with me, as always, is my amazing co-host. Jack Bigadoo. Jack A. What's happening? How are you, man? Man, I'm here. It's been a, it's been a hell of a Black History Month. <laughs> uh, I mean, I would say mine has been relatively quiet, but you have had some excitement in your life. But before we do that, how you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right, brother. I see you out here running in these streets. Dude, <laughs> COVID, COVID already ruined our life. Facts. So... You know, we stayed home, mm -hmm. we ate pepper soup, yep. we had some fufu, yep. packed on all the weight that is necessary. But you, do you know what really made me stop running again? What? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever hurt yourself without doing anything? <laughs> yes, I got up on the couch and my back buckled and I said, fam, fam, we can't do this anymore. That, that's not what happened to me after I kneeled down to actually put my shoes on. <laughs> And I couldn't stand. <laughs> you just got to kill over? I'm like, did you? Like, my belly was hanging so much <laughs> that I, I had to kneel. Like, I couldn't bend over and, and right, tie my right, shoe. Right. I had to kneel. Fuck and I yeah. sat here and I'm like, okay. Yeah, this, is it. this ain't it. Uh, there was a total, there was a time in your life where you were doing bent over rolls with 50 pound in your hand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and, and that, yeah. And now with, with 25 pound, you're it's huffing and yeah. puffing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, brother, we need to review everything about your life. Not just, not just one thing, everything. So, no, nah, that's dope. The, the, the one thing I saw, I realized that I've been very, I haven't been so productive. Mm hmm. But this this last two weeks that I actually got my my mining gears, like all my production even at work, like I remember, like hey, I need to call this person for his life policy. I didn't do that. And like all these the, things the, are the bouncing, wires, like ping 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 ping, and yeah, yeah. you go, oh, whoa, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. wait a minute, feels good, doesn't it? I'm like, so there's something about your hormones that are important when you're out here out here doing it. So those like days like today, I'm back to my regular, you know, fasting. The one thing I refuse to do is control what I eat. Mm. Because every time I do that, I end up having like a moment where I'm like, I have a fuck it moment. Yeah, yeah, where I'm yeah. like, you and know you what? Fuck it, give yeah, me yeah, all yeah, the fufu. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like, so yeah, the whole yeah. two weeks after that is just yes. ruined. Yep, yep. But now I'm just going in moderation. I want something, I'll have it. Mm -hmm. Ice cream is my downfall. So if I want ice cream, I'll have I it. I haven't had ice cream in a minute. Yeah, ice cream is my downfall. So every time I see ice cream, I will eat it. But the one thing I tell myself is, hey. What's your favorite ice cream? You have to earn it. What's your favorite ice cream? Pistachio. Snicker. Did you even have pistachio in Africa? No, but when I came here and I tasted, I'm like, you know what? I like this. No. So I'm either straight vanilla mm -hmm. or pistachio. That's interesting. No, I feel you on the um on the workout thing. I mean, I guess it's no. Secret. I mean, you are you are here just killing it. It's no secret. To, I'm on. I'm look. I'm unemployed, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> and now that I can laugh about this shit, but one thing that I said. Um, after I lost my job was 
um, I refuse to be defeated by that because in 20 years of being America, you know, the, 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 you know, that we always come with an agenda mm-hmm. at a young age, you come with an agenda. So, you know, you have this feel of disappointment and failure and mm-hmm. shame and everything else. And once you get past that shit, fam, my brain is in overdrive. I have so much structure. I, I wake can't. up in the morning, I go run, I get back, I go get my son, you know, I do my photography stuff. Like I've been just moving, right? And then I'll go get my son, we work out. Then we have a group of friends that need motivation to work out and I'll do another workout with them. Like even if it's just like 250 push-ups, I'll just get in there. You know what I'm saying? And like the just the the clarity that I'm slowly getting and just healing from certain things that I have, you know what I mean, been coping with or dealing with or whatever, like has been has been helpful. But I just know that every time I open my eyes, funny story, I've been unemployed a month and a half. I have not shut off my alarms. It doesn't matter what time I go to bed. You still wake up. I wake up working. at six thirty, mm-hmm. and it's go fucking time. So that's good. I'm I'm like it's exciting. I mean, clearly, like I need to find a job soon, or this podcast needs a sponsor. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> but before, like, it's just be, before I get into that space. Like, I truly want to use this time to reset yourself. Yeah, because. You don't. You know the funny thing. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. As a good immigrant, right? I don't think any of us. If you ask any immigrant in America, mm-hmm. have ever went a month without a job. A month without a job. Fam, it's crazy. I, I promise you. Like it's like I went three weeks. Okay, so let me. So, so before you go, there, let me ask you a question. How was the sleep the first time after you lost your job? I didn't sleep. Oh, okay. I didn't sleep, mm-hmm. but I will tell you the week after, mm-hmm. I debated not working <laughs> because I'm it was there. just so freeing. Out there, because it remind—I will tell you—it rem- it reminded me of when I went back home. Mm-hmm. Because when I went back home, the yeah. first three days I couldn't sleep. Right, 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 right. Because first time change, yeah. but next is like, oh, my phone's okay, gonna yeah, ring, yeah, my sister's yeah, gonna yeah, call, yeah, yeah, something's yeah, gonna yeah, happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? You it's know not what? happening. It's not. No, yeah. I don't need to do that. Yeah. Day by day four, I slept a whole twelve hours. Mm. Mm. And I sat there. And I'm like, twelve full hours. Mm-hmm. No problem at all. No. And I'm like, man, I woke up in the morning and go talk to the the cocoa woman in the corner. Yeah, yeah. Get me my breakfast. <laughs> Like, like, mosey, yo, like, moseying about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, walk around the old neighborhood. Yep. You say, you, you took a couple pictures. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is what, like, this I need one of those again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I need it. I don't need it, like, for, like, a week. Like, I need, like, for, like, because the first week is just a waste no. of time. I need it, like, for, like, a month. So, like, go back home, like, for a month. So, I'll tell you, right? After I lost my job, I just went straight to bed. Mm. Straight to bed. You know what I'm saying? And I slept, like I canceled everything that day because I was just like, fuck. But I'm like, I'm not about to lose my shit because it's just a job, right? I woke up, I made the necessary calls, you know? Hey, listen, them child support checks gonna be light. Like, 
So brace yourself. Hit you. Hit it like key people. Keep it on the low. After a week, you know, I was just like, you know, after a while you start feeling bad for yourself. You're like, man, I'm such a, like, you know, you, but now that I'm in this zone where I'm running every day, I'm inspired just to breathe, but I don't have that fucking pressure of corporate just kicking your head. Correct. And it's just like, man, why didn't I do this sooner? But here's the thing: there is there is the American culture that reminds us that we still got to do a certain things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But there is also pressure, right? Some of us as immigrants are still supporting our parents, absolutely back home, our supporting family. Family, yeah. me, me, for example, I, before we started this podcast, mm-hmm. you saw me pull my wallet out. I was doing transactions yeah, yeah, yeah. because I got phone calls this whole week. So being the eldest, being the eldest of the house, Mm -hmm. I live with pressure. Oh, no, dude. So me, I'm the youngest. I have no, I have no room Mm -hmm. for joy. Joy was not written in my, in my, uh, no, in in my, when I was born and the contract and they actually wrote my name down. When they say, this is the guy that's going to (laughs) be. They put everything and they be like, they put a little smile. Yeah. They put a little readjustment. Yeah, it's yeah, like, he's yeah. going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. He probably is destined to make money. Yeah. But joy yeah, not, is not part no, of no, this. No. Because yeah, everybody else has to actually lean on him because of his family obligations. No, it's funny you say that because I had plans this year. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was going to find a house all that shit and then that shit came to a halt and I was like oh this is humbling you know what I'm saying like all this while like I've had you know contemplations and things like that but I, this year after after COVID I said nah man I'm a body 2021 and then I'm just like shit this is crazy mm-hmm. but um, at least you know we're doing well we have health we have you know health is wealth obviously um, we are here still making moves and doing things and being uh, was content. I won't say mm-hmm. joyous, mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, man. So Black History Month. Yeah. So what did you do on Black History Month? Um, nothing. Mm. Because I mean, I'm trying to find employment. So I've been, for the most part, keeping my nose clean. Um, and just, I guess, being the best present black father that I can be. You know, uh, we have tryouts coming on, so I'm just being supportive where I need to go. I just, I'm gonna say this. Sound guy, if you're listening, like, it's not disrespect, but it's, you know how, like, you are the ogre of the house, sorry. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and, like, your significant other talks to you in such a way that, like, you don't like, but you can't say shit because at the time. You're unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, when I tell you, like, some guys might call me talk about. So yeah, uh, this is on the calendar. I said, uh, what if I have something going? Because on? you're unemployed. <laughs> goes, you don't. I'm you like, don't. What? 
You don't. Yo. Oh my god, that shit was funny. I'm like, oh wow, now there's disrespect. You don't. You don't, like, brother. You don't. But no, man. Salute to salute to the fam. You know, salute to my son's mom. Salute to my son. Everything. I you know, I truly pray that he gets. Um, you know, he gets a spot on the team so that he can, you know, keep pursuing his dreams to be uh, the first Osar, the first Teeth kid to be in the MLB. So much respect to y'all. But yeah, so what'd you do for Black History Month, Jackie? Um, so Black History Month actually started really well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been, as the hood sommelier, I've been featured on on a yeah, couple magazines. Uh, one of my articles in uh, For Health mm-hmm. uh, was featured on, uh, uh, one of my articles was uh, featured out on uh, um, For Health and For the Culture mm-hmm. on IG. Um, so uh, I tried to, uh, I made it a point to, own, to only um, talk to people that are uh, in the spirit world mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, distillers or trying to make something out of themselves mm-hmm. um, in the black, uh, in the black space. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday, I actually had a live where I actually talked about uh, yeah, black the, owned the, spirits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which is interesting because yeah. a lot of people will go to the store but unless a celebrity put something on there. Yeah, I didn't on, know Saint Cloud was black owned. Yeah. Yeah. He's a, he's a mixed child, but he's no, I mean Yeah, Saint Cloud Saint Cloud is hundred percent hundred percent black owned. Uh Taleo Tequila, hundred percent black owned three brothers, um Majesty. There was a, a, a there's a few others that people were telling me about. Uh uh, Solaire, there's one, there's a brother that owns Solaire. Okay. But I didn't want it to be a celebrity owned. I want people yeah, that weren't known. Yeah, 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 yeah. But obviously, you can't talk about people that are unknown without talking about people that are known. So, like Uncle Nearest. Yeah. We had to talk no, was, about Uncle good, Nearest. It was a good, so, uh, it was a good life. I, I turned there for a little bit. So, it was uh, was quite interesting that we were able to, uh, I was able to do that. Uh, this weekend is going to be interesting because. Uh, Saturday, I'm interviewing uh, one of this African kid. It's mm-hmm. called Ebene, Eben, people call him Ebenezer is his name. He won the Johnny Orca Mixology uh, Award 2017, 18, and 19. That's dope. Um, the kids can make cocktails like no one, uh, and he's using fresh ingredient from mm-hmm. Africa, mm-hmm. and you know, it's just, just beautiful. That's dope. And Nigeria represent I mean, on Sunday you know I'm having the Suya guys oh, on I mean, come on. <laughs> so the Suya guys will be on on Sunday to close Black History Month Let's I'll go. be talking to the I'll be interviewing the Suya guys Let's bring that shit full circle uh, yeah yeah bring it bring it back to Africa and um, and you know and really giving them a platform mm-hmm for people to actually know about the Suya guys and what they are here doing in DC mm-hmm. and you know all, no, all it's, around it's the like US. It's, I'll say like it's been cool um, I mean like I said I've just you know been reading up on certain things and like people post um, just like quick little tidbits and shit like that but mm-hmm. um, I mean I've just been in my own world so I, I wouldn't even lie and say that I've been you know super tapped in mm-hmm. um, but I did shot black owned. Shout out to uh, uh, shout out to Jasmine Gates. Um, she owns uh, New Black History Makers. Mm. So um, she sent me a t shirt there, but you know I, I shop there. So uh, shout out to her. Um, 
but yeah man like it's been it's been cool like just not a lot of fuck shit has happened Mm -hmm. during black history month and you know to you well (laughs) (laughs) to you (laughs) you want to get it off your chest (laughs) not a lot of fuck shit happened to you no but i mean a few things happens to me mm -hmm. happened to me on black history month that reminded me of our previous conversation Mm -hmm. because our previous conversation was about can black can can african people Mm -hmm. relate to black history month right Mm -hmm. can african people relate to black history but but when you say relate what do you mean like are you are you saying that are you saying in terms of understanding what they went yes what what happened yes are you talking about in, in terms of you know slavery Jim Crow, uh, fucking redlining, and all the other Correct. things, that civil rights and things. Compared like to colonizing, independence, and, and we go. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, we can't unless we go and 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 we go and look for that type of knowledge mm-hmm. and understand it. Right. We but, we cannot even see the repercussion of those things through generation till now. Right. I think the but but when you speak of that, I, again, it's it's more so the emotional traumatic aspect of it. Right. I mean, there is the generational BS mm-hmm. that has happened, but I, I say, you know, based on your experience, I would say that um, it's more so. I don't know, man. Like it's low key. I kind of feel like sometimes we're not even given the opportunity to like present our case we don't what do you mean the reason why is when we come here we also have stereotype that we bring in absolutely the question i want to ask is who started the rumor here that african-americans should not really like african because we the one who sold them out who started that shit (laughs) i want to find that motherfucker (laughs) (laughs) In in 2021 you know people still believe that shit people no but people don't understand what happened in, on the continent well when it came to the slave trading mm-hmm. people don't understand what happened in the continent mm-hmm. if if you come here and 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 we are talking about the prison system mm-hmm. and black people in the prison system mm-hmm. you got i like to say american never seen war Right, because if you on the territory, uh, yes, except for they've seen the it Civil outside. War. No, I'm talking about Modern after day, they yeah, became yeah, yeah, America. Got you, got you, got you, got you. Yes, yes. Yeah. What do you do with the prisoners? Won't you like turn them soldiers to fight, or you use them for other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Plantations and whatever. They have to earn their way. Mm-hmm. People don't understand how kingdom worked. Okay. See, the way kingdom worked in Africa mm-hmm. is there is something in about the blood. There is something about your bloodline. Mm-hmm. The objective here is that your bloodline, mm-hmm. if you weren't killed in war, should not be revived. So they'll put you in a lower class mm-hmm. of society so your bloodline can never be revived up. Uh, okay, okay, I see where you're going. 
So if you were the enemy mm -hmm. and we didn't kill you right. in battle, right, right, right. You, because you we were taking over your territory, territory, yes, you just never ascend because of you possibility you of repercussions. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you. Yeah. So when the white man come to you mm -hmm. to visit, quote unquote your place and exploring mm -hmm. and giving you stuff or bringing stuff and you guys are trading stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your prisoner are your object. Yeah. So you trade them. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the difference here between an African person mm -hmm. trading uh, guns for Commodity. human, right? Commodity, yeah. And giving it to you mm -hmm. is because it was said that they will serve in, you know, they will serve so you. Purpose. Yeah, yeah. And they'll be in servitude mm -hmm. till they buy their way out. Their way out. Gotcha. But they use this as you are a tool. Mm -hmm. So never a day in our lives you could be humanized. Mm -hmm. So you can't blame the person. That did culturally what we've always done, done because yeah, 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 yeah. even in Africa itself, mm -hmm. people from certain region mm -hmm. sold some of their people yep. Yep. to other region. Mm -hmm. the, the the nomad will come buy those people mm -hmm. and take them to the Egyptians, take them to other places to go help with labor there. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. The difference here is that when people those people help with labor. Their family were no longer slaves, mm -hmm. were no longer worker because they've earned their keep. In America, it didn't go that way. Right, right, right. So white supremacy was just born of the fact that, yes, I'll give it to you, that your own people traded you. But in their mind, you were just the enemy at that time. Let me let me rephrase what you just said. White supremacy came post because, again, you have to understand, kingdom shit is just, or tribalism, regionism, whatever you want to call it, right? Sector, sector, whatever. Was basically just, it was just casualties of war. Yes. That was just, I mean, it's like beef today. If you're in my territory and somebody else is the ops and we gun them down or we take somebody from there and we put it, we're not going to treat them nice. At that point, that wasn't the case. So, in in doing so, it was just like if it wasn't if it wasn't let's say if it wasn't the Fulanis to the Thieves, and that, was, that's what I'm saying. But but you have to you have to understand that the white men took that concept and that, ran with that, it, right? But, but he, ran with it in the sense of I bought you, mm -hmm. right? Because when I talked to the king, mm -hmm. he said he sold you to me. Mm -hmm. But the objective at those times is that those people will work. Mm -hmm. Till they end their way, and then and then they can go free because but. because they didn't do that to the Chinese. Mm -hmm. When they brought them in from the railroad, it was you work your way, mm -hmm. and then we'll, we'll whatever we had to use to bring you in, you actually are free after we are paid and you out. Right, right, right. Well, so it, it begs the question now that um, so. We have a part of guilt to it. Absolutely. We did because the one thing we, we the, the, the well, African kingdom did not do right mm -hmm. is to untrust a stranger with, with your own people. Yes, because usually, usually, even if, even if 
We, but we no. Usually we have traditions, right? Which mean, yeah. I, I had to use one of our saying today. Mm-hmm. Before you kill your chicken, you give it water. That's the saying. Meaning, even if you your objective is to actually take advantage of someone, mm-hmm. make them feel at ease first. Right, 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 right. Even if you're mad at somebody, hear them first. Mm-hmm. So it is like. Back home, if those people were casualty of war, it's like, okay, maybe we're just going to take your testicles, like Beyonzen did in, Benin, in yeah. the Benin kingdom. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you will serve in my kingdom, in my kingdom but, as either security or taking care of my stuff, mm-hmm. but you no, you, you know, you're not going to make any babies. Right. Your, your bloodline stops. You. Yeah. You get but we will keep you alive. Right, absolutely. Yeah, it's a, so it's, you become a eunuch or you become all these things, but you still have a place in the society. Mm-hmm. The white men did not do that when right. they actually, because they had, they didn't know any of our traditions. traditions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just. So that's what I'm saying. That's where Africa takes the fall. Is you entrusted someone that is not part of your tradition mm-hmm. and did a regular transaction and we are human. Yeah. Greed is everywhere. Absolutely. Doesn't even matter. If you're white, black, Asian, Chinese, greed is everywhere. This happened to Asian people. This happened to this happened to African people. Any place where humans were in a certain way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. there was a certain type of greed that people were used at a certain way. So the only thing that I would say can be blamed on on the continent there. Is it was a miscalculation. Kings mm-hmm. were kings. No one went against what the king said. Mm-hmm. But again, that's what also started a lot of wars. It's like you know, dead that nigga because he's not taking care of us or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. yeah, we are. We just gonna take over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's just human nature. Right. But then, I mean, anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's the that is where we can put the blame on the continent. Sure. But now, there is... Before you move on, can I ask you, is there a way for us to... This is probably rhetorical, but is there a way for... How can we repent? How can we be... Is there a way to be absolved of that sin? That's what Ghana said. Okay. In their initiative of come back to the land. Mm-hmm. It's like we understand that you've been alienated from your own land. Mm-hmm. So regardless of what generation, as long as you're a descendant of a slave, mm-hmm. you're welcome, you're welcome back here. Got you, got you. And that's, that is true everywhere. I've, I have not met yet a black African American person that will end up anywhere in West Africa and tell me they fell out of sync. Oh, absolutely. No. No, shit. What are you talking about? Even in this city, go to the Afties. Man. And feel like, dude, when you walk in there as a black person, that shit is West Africa on steroids. Correct. Because we're just like, we have five hours to rock out and we just go stupid ham. So so when you when you think about it, where you belong, like the affinity of your DNA as where you belong as a black as a black person kicks in immediately no matter what. So if even if it's just hey, uh I'm just I'm gonna take you. Right now, mm-hmm. as an African American, never seen African before, mm-hmm. just to make it easy on you, 
language is the same so i will say english mm -hmm. i'm gonna drop you in the middle of nigeria or in the middle of ghana mm -hmm. bet you anything if i come back three weeks from now your ass gonna say yeah i'm good yeah yeah yeah, yeah i ain't got no yeah, go yeah, nowhere yeah. i'm good yeah just give if you give them just the basic necessities you don't even need basic necessity i'm just saying, like dude i'm lost yeah. and i'm here mm -hmm. that's it no oh yeah dude come on i've been look man i've been in certain places no no that's all you need right i'm lost i'm here somebody dropped me here i don't know where to go no you 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 fair um like i said but that that's that's what i'm saying that here is what happened there is this propaganda that happened where at a certain point some african-american i'm sure wanted to actually do the initiative to go you know what where the fuck are we from right mm -hmm. right why don't we just go back to see okay what is our great grand grand fathers or mothers were talking about mm -hmm. right let's go check it out and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna blame this on a white man that actually said why would you go those people sold you, you know? they definitely they definitely don't want you back if they sold you mm -hmm. and next thing you know it just stuck it stuck yeah so and there's a few african-american that i met mm -hmm. that would always tell me like yeah i really want to go but you know they're the one who sold us so i don't even know if i feel comfortable being there mm -hmm. right yeah absolutely okay but the other rumor or the other stereotype that comes in is mm -hmm. They took the the, the, the the image of the continent mm -hmm. and turned it into a discovery channel. Right. There's never been a moment where you see something fascinating and it's not somewhere in Africa. Mm -hmm. It's either in South America, in the Amazonian, in Brazil. Yep. You know, that's one of the reasons why I never even thought about Brazil till I found out that the biggest booty is living in Brazil. Like... At the Amazon, the Amazonian uh, forest is all I knew about Brazil because I used to read a lot of books of animals. Uh, David uh, Adembara. I hate why you do this. Where you actually will see all these animals, the venomous one, and I'm I, like, I hate, I hate. You know what? I really, really want to. I really want. I don't want to go there because really there's so many I venomous really animals. I, and then I realized, no. I really. Brazil have this. the first, have the number one soccer team in the world. Second, you know, Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, all those people yeah. came from there. Pele, shit. Pe then, no, Pele is Argentina. Calm down. No, Pele your shit. is not a Maradona's Argentina. Chill out. Pe no, Pele is Brazil. Brazil. Maradona is Argentina. Come on, come on. What? Come on. I know my shit. I, I know my shit. Come on, come on. <laughs> I was about to say, don't do that. <laughs> then you, then you actually go to oh, the the most beautiful skins in the world, the the most uh, talented doctors. In the world, you know the crazy thing. Oh, is, actually, there is. So, I mean, Nigeria's beef with Brazil started you know, clearly soccer, right? Yeah. But the other thing that was just like, oh, this shit lives in the Amazon. Yeah, we good. Is the anaconda? Yeah. Then I saw that shit in the zoo, and I was like, this is it. Like a lot of times, like a lot of we'll say. Um, for us, you know, like shit, even when, when you were trying to, like in the 90s, you're learning about America, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I'm giving the flip side of this, is like, you, you, you envision David Hasselhoff, Baywatch, Knight Rider, fucking um, Terminator, all these mm -hmm. things. Like, mm -hmm. you never ever saw, like I saw the first, uh, the first black movie I saw was uh, CB4. With MC Gusto and all them people, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, and I didn't understand it. 
So like, and fun fact, in high school, most people called me Gusto. Okay. Because, but then you grow up and you're like, no, that's a caricature of, you know what I'm saying? Like of black American culture. And that's mm-hmm. not what it is. That's and you not, watch like, you know, New Jack City mm-hmm. and all these like kid and play. And it's just like, but you never get this very authentic side of it. You always just get the play jokey jokey. Correct. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know, man. But so I guess what happened to you, like you said, you said a few things happened during Black History Month. Mm-hmm. So do you, do you want to share with our illustrious audience? Oh, yeah. So so the reason why I'm, I'm trying to start this conversation by talking about things that actually uh, are affecting people is because in some people's family, mm-hmm. the African man is still the enemy of the black man. That's a fact. We're in 2021 and there's still African-American people that simply, in, in, in the best word I can put it, mm-hmm. don't fuck with Africans. Facts. Right. Now, let's not, let's, let's not forget also that for the longest time, the colonizer also told us not to fuck with the African-American yeah. man. So Now, we come here mm-hmm. and for the longest time, I believe, in the last probably two years, mm-hmm. two to three years, including what happened with COVID and what happened with other stuff, mm-hmm. I feel like there is a, a, a unity that have been happening mm-hmm. to the point where when you see a, a, just a black man anywhere, mm-hmm. you don't even give a fuck yeah. if they're African or African-American. Yeah, we, we just rock it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because by the skin, by the color of our skin, mm-hmm. we are united forever. Mm-hmm. By our DNA, mm-hmm. we are together. So it doesn't matter. Right, right, right. Till this shit that happened to me happens to you. Now I have to preface it by saying that I, I in the previous episode when we when we talked about I'm not racist mm-hmm. I'm just an immigrant. I was telling people that for the longest time as an immigrant because you're raised in this colonial way of of living mm-hmm. when you come here you the only way you define success is by being in an environment mm-hmm. where there's enough white people, mm-hmm. uh, all the houses look the same, that give you that sense of pride that you made it or accomplished. Mm-hmm. I try to break out of that stereotype. I decided I'm moving in a neighborhood where mostly people of color because I want my daughter to grow up in an environment where it's that way. Okay. But there's pros and cons to every area. Mm-hmm. Pros mean this actually won't have won't have happened if I wasn't driving the car I'm driving. Because that's what started the whole thing. Okay. No one in my neighborhood is driving a Lexus. I'm the only one. Okay. So obviously I'm I, I, I leave the house at my day ATM. Mm-hmm. Um and while I on my day ATM, I'm about to take my my uh my uh and I have to say also I've had some issues where maybe there was a kid that acted violent and there was shooting or whatnot, but that's like f- six, seven blocks, five blocks away from it. But mm-hmm. that happened. It's an upcoming neighborhood, so it makes sense. So I'm at the ATM and I'm about to uh, t- put my debit card in, and he falls on my on the on the other side of the, the my chair. So I'm putting my finger in like you do in your car, mm-hmm. just to slide in so you can take the card out. So it's like, I put my finger in, I, I reached it immediately, I'm like, okay. So I grabbed it and I'm about to put it in and I hear, and and, and I hear ping. Oh, I'm like, who's honking at me? Okay, yeah, yeah. I turn and I take my window down and I do my hand like, 
I thought something was wrong with my car. And all I hear is like, is the flex for me? What? And I'm like, okay. I put my card in and I'm 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 entering my thing, so I'm trying to deposit thing. And I hear there's like is the not give a fuck attitude for me. What? And I go. And I turn, I say, do I know you? Do I owe you money or something? What's going on here? And they rolled their window back up. You know, and and I, you know, I, I try. I'm, I'm entering the check that I'm, I'm trying to deposit is is wider, so it's not it's not reading it. So he sent the check back. So I just cancel it and I just close the door and I'm about to go. And as I'm pulling off, he's like, "Go, oh, go get yourself a banana, you monkey." And I go. I, I abruptly stop my car immediately and I get out. Mm-hmm. I go, what did you say? And the f- literally, I'm gonna say word per word what she said. So before you walk on to check somebody, little nigga, you better actually check yourself first. You are ready for this life. I'm like, what? the fuck you talking what? about? Oh like, what? What do I know you? Do I owe you something? Mm-hmm. So there's this big old girl mm-hmm. that's wearing all the fake. Things that you can the find at, a, at Hot Topic, yeah. right? Black girl. Next to her is another black girl, mm-hmm. which by my tactical training, I can see reaching for something yeah. in the car. And yeah. the first thing that hit me in my head, I go, shit. You know? I just bought a new car. Yeah. My weapon is at home yep. because they just took my old car away. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not caring. Fuck. Okay. Then I, I, for a second, I'm like, you know what? You're not worth my time anyways. Like, and then she literally turned and tell the girl that I didn't see in the back. Like, go check this little nigga. What? What? And that girl comes out and I'm like, I look at her. She's about like almost six foot uh, buzz cut. And I'm looking at her. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I can probably just throat punch you <laughs> and and you'll be down. But by the time you go down, yeah. the girl in the car probably will have pulled up on me. Mm-hmm. They will probably have fired at least one to two shots. Mm-hmm. By the time I reach for whatever gun or weapon you have to go there, I'm no, not going to make it. It's not worth it. So I had to do this matrix calculation in my yeah, head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just walked away and I got in my car. Oh my God, that's crazy, man. And I closed the car and I just, and I, I was driving. First thing I did is go back and stop home. Take my weapon, put it back in, in the, the car. car. Take my AR-15, put it in the back of the car. First. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Before, because my, my new Lexus have two compartments to actually put stuff in them, like, mm-hmm. okay. okay. For the next 30 days, just in case mm-hmm. these motherfuckers show up anywhere around me, I'm ready to defend what's mine. But simply to the fact that I'm never going to go look for trouble. Right. But if I see those people there somewhere again, mm-hmm. I'm not coming in with just a nine millimeter. Mm-hmm. I want Pull it to hole. be known that I made so much hole in that car. That, that no one will actually no one will actually have to come near me. But but 
at any time. But that's one. It could have been anybody. Right. I would have defended myself anybody. Right. But then when I put those in my car mm -hmm. and the adrenaline came down. Right. I drove and sat in my car at, next to my office and I sat there for a moment. I go, okay, wait a minute. Did this just happen with three black women? Right. African American. Did she just call me a monkey? Yeah, that's crazy. And did the first threat in her mind, because I took too long at the ATM, is that somebody's dying? And is her issue with me is that I'm flexing with Alexis. You don't even know these people. What? Who flexes? But with the Alexis? whole time, they don't even know who I am. But that's but that's what I'm saying is, and and you know, I'm sorry that that happened to you, um, because that's shitty. But like like I would say, I would say that um, it took me a moment. Right. It took me a moment because before even I made my post on Facebook, it took me a moment. Well, Shit, maybe I start calling you when shit like that happens because I did not I did not know it was this deep because you made it seem as though it was just some cavalier shit no. that happened at the ATM. No. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's I I just reminded me again that we 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 think with all the shit that happened to us in the last two years, mm -hmm. in your mind we you think we are together. Mm -hmm. But some people still have those deep-rooted biases as black, as a black person mm -hmm. against another black person, and all they know to defend themselves is violence. Still, yeah. but that was not what pissed me off out of the whole situation. What was it? My statement when I posted was, mm. "Till African American." start embracing their fellow African people, mm -hmm. we will be together but divided. Right. The first intelligent person that so-called represent the Urban League and other places here mm -hmm. posts that is a two-way street. Okay. And immediately I could see the ignorance and the bias that this person has because he did not even understand my statement then. The difference between an African and an African-American, mm -hmm. I got two passports. Your ass only got one. Okay. I know where I can go to feel safe. But, you the one who's still going to be here and be oppressed but, if need be. Okay, but listen, though. But let me play devil's advocate, right? Yes, it's a two-way street because a lot of times when we come here from the continent, there's a certain level of ignorance and arrogance that we have. Yes, but that is something culturally that I've been, is being corrected mm -hmm. with all the uras and things that happen that american that bang so much mm -hmm. that you go to the uk you go to africa you go to places i even saw a comedian making like people that stitch video back in africa mm -hmm. a french comedian that stitch a video of this kid going he doesn't understand why they're coming after people named floyd because <laughs> He never seen TV. This is in the village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's ups upset. Mm -hmm. 
that why white people hate the name Floyd mm -hmm. and trying to get rid of anybody named Floyd. And I was laughing, but this is how the mentality is going. Absolutely. Going, hey, hey, black people in Africa, in, in America, it's not only even African-Americans now. Just black, people. black people in America, are you good? So now Africans coming here mm -hmm. are even larrier of how they want to handle things. Mm -hmm. Because in their mind, they're like, oh yeah. Uh, I've, I, I will tell you, 17 years in America, mm -hmm. it started 17 years ago of, oh, Akata, mm -hmm. you know, worry about the African-American. Don't do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. To the last four years, all I can hear from even newcomers, it's like, yeah, no, man, we around white people here, be cool. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, don't do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. this is not it. Yeah. Be stay cool. But, but because the mentality yeah. have started to change. Mm -hmm. I've seen more African people eager to marry an African-American woman, mm -hmm. eager to let them embrace the culture mm -hmm. that we have. I've seen more African, African men realizing I don't have to have a white woman to feel upgraded in my status as a man in, the, in my African community. I can, I, I can have either my own sister or an African-American woman, which will be the same thing. Right, the mentality is progressing. Mm -hmm. Meaning what? We are pushing our oh, way oh, yes, yes. to actually to to stop that arrogance. Mm -hmm. Do you know how many times I went to places where they give an award and that, and they do 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 do, and never even mentioned the African origin of those people they give an award to? Because they put you in the same bucket as African Americans. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if we are gonna come here. The reason why I say they start embracing, mm -hmm. I can I can make it clear today, and y'all can fight me on this, but this is and this is on period, mm -hmm. right? I'm making this I'm making this statement today. There's <laughs> one so. thing you should know, as an African American around us African, mm -hmm. you are you are protected, secure. Facts. We are a tribe. That's a fact. Y'all don't know what a tribe. You know what a gang is, but you don't know what a tribe That's is. That's a fact. If That's you embrace us, oh my god, and you part of the tribe, that shit just gave me goosebumps. Guess what? We are a tribe. The same reason why y'all were sold when your the, our ancestors were sold out mm -hmm. was the mentality of the tribe. Absolutely. So the reason why I say to African Americans start embracing African, here's what I will tell y'all: by embracing us, here's what you gain: you gain a culture. That's one. You, no, you gain more culture. You gain a culture. Oh, a culture, yes. So you yes. gain a culture. I'm trying to be very political. You bring you you gain authenticity. You gain authenticity because you can now find a lineage. Mm -hmm. In your life, mm -hmm. you gain a tribe. And I can tell you, there have not been a weapon yet that have defeated a, a that's tribe. A, that's a fact. So I can tell you for sure that because of culture, we do not tiptoe in and out around people. Mm -hmm. My dad is a certified asshole. But guess what? <laughs> Because of culture, when he called, I still got to stand you up look, and answer. You look at that phone call, you're like, fuck. Because of culture and roots and what you can put lineage on, I will tell you right now, 
any African American, any African American that embraced, let's let let's forget the extremists like Dr. Uma and all those people. I call them extremists. Extremist and no, cu- cultural extremist. He talks about pan Africanism a lot. No, that guy isn't just an extremist. Okay. He doesn't even let people actually know exactly find their path. He he I, I feel like he feed people with with like uh like uh, water holes like instead of actually getting them a cup of water mm-hmm. and drink and then feed them again it's like hose water like people ain't gonna get it like you you're getting it got you but embracing the color doesn't have to do that you go and watch uh wakanda forever mm-hmm. no that's not it embracing the color is start sitting next to an african and say oh why do you do this this way not this way Embracing the color is asking an African person, we, we look the same, but why is it that why is it that this is this way and not this way? I met a guy one time and I told him, I saw his feature and I say, I'm pretty sure your DNA is gonna come from this side of Africa, oh, yeah, this we, side we African could, that, right? Know, but- and he and he he did his ancestry DNA and came back. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you, it, I don't know what it is. I say in Africa, I will, I will let you use a word as witchcraft. Mm-hmm. That's when you can explain right, right, something. Right. And he was just so happy to feel like he was part of something. Oh no, dude! Like these days, like I really, when somebody talks about, you know, oh. Uh, well, I did my asset, fam. You you didn't have to pay him all that money. You could have just asked. We'll look at your features and we'll find a spot for you. You know what I'm saying? Like we'll find a spot for you. But I I, I will say that like I mean hopefully um you know the experience that you had. I know that it's not a representation of the entire populace. No, and I know and, this because I have a lot of African American friends. Sure, but but those but people is, have to had to make a conscious effort. To, yes, that that was very very conscious to to get to that to try and escalate that situation because it wasn't that serious. But also, I like to say that a lot of the ignorance that is put in people's mind mm-hmm. in the African American culture mm-hmm. doesn't just do with you know uh, not going to school or bringing drugs, selling drugs, or all that. Mm-hmm. It's also put in their mind as well. Mm-hmm that these these people that look like you are not really with you. Right, right. Sir, yes, we have a history and whatnot. Absolutely, and and we don't run from that history. Correct, but the the truth remains the same though. Mm -hmm. Is that that pressure, that pressure that you were talking about, Mm -hmm. not having when you actually lost your job, Mm That constant pressure that we were raised and and live under, mm-hmm. that's our basement. Yeah. That's our root. That's what. Oh, that, that's that's what, our yeah, foundation. Yeah, yeah, because like I said, it's not just it's not just shit. Wow. People don't have foundations in this country. Their foundation is full of biases. Sure. I true. Mean, true foundation. Rules and regulation that you don't break, don't move, don't do anything. And I've seen people, African American in this culture, that have those foundations. Mm-hmm. And if you trace in their family, mm-hmm. those never stray away from their ancestry mm-hmm. and what they were brought in and out. I remember when you tell about the Kunta Kinte thing and yeah, what yeah, the yeah, sun yeah, is. Yeah. But, yeah, th- but those are things that by holding on to, it stray you away from some fuckeries. Sure. But in your old days as well, mm-hmm. Come on, people. 
Well, with the internet, mm -hmm. with all the things that are happening, if you if you don't know how to dial one eight hundred, find an, a black friend or an, an African friend, I don't know what the fuck you doing. But with your again, life. I, I I mean I, I will I would like to challenge that even even with the access, right? Some people are just like it's, it's no different from our people that are still taking their time to get to to get it. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? I, as much as you and I are trying and still, you know, doing the best we can to unlearn certain things, you know, a lot of our compadres aren't there and we can't force them to be there. We can't force them to get it. They can have their aha moment when they have their aha moment. Same thing goes for the other side, right? When they have, well, uh, cousins, but when, when they have that aha moment, they have that aha moment. But you have to understand that a lot of people they some people just will never get there and i'm not saying that's okay but that's just the reality of it i mean in a utopian world we want everybody to be on board so we can fucking do some crazy shit mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying or just pack up and go back home but that's not the reality so i mean i i understand that you know there's some pain that comes with that but at the end of the day like i i still i still believe that even the isolated moment I don't want it to to just kind of I don't want to say taint, but to 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 cause some sort of regression. But also the the hope and I mean, for lack of a, I'll say prayer. The hope and the prayer is that these individuals that were in this moment, they might have a moment of clarity or a moment of grace to be able to say, "Yo, we were out of pocket, and that was unnecessary." And hopefully, the next time you interact, because again. You know, you going to do what you did and then having that moment to sit with yourself and feel that pain because you're like, we're supposed to be protecting each other at this point. But mm -hmm. that happening, yes, that's going to do something to you. But when you're like, yo, I got to go do that, it's like, yo, fam, like that's why like sometimes a lot like a lot of times I eat a lot of conflict mm -hmm. because I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care. Well. You can say something to me that hurt the shit out of my soul. Mm -hmm. I'll get aggressive with you, but the first thing I'm going to do is, what the fuck are we arguing for? Mm -hmm. You know what, listen, I apologize that whatever I said was taken some type of way mm -hmm. because that wasn't my intention, so my bad. However you, be, I'm not saying I've absolved myself of it, but I'm trying to de-escalate this at any chance because, again, this is not the time. There's bigger shit to do mm -hmm. than us going back and forth. Like, fam, what we are supposed to be a tribe riding together. Mm -hmm. So when you're like, "Oh, I gotta go get the strap," this done. It's like, "Yo, what we what we doing?" Because it just goes back to the same shit where there's two tribes going against each other, shooting bows and arrows at each other. This is from back in the day. We have guns now, but you know what I'm saying. So at the end of the day, like again, I, I you know I appreciate you sharing that the story. Um, like I, I hope that these individuals, like you know, find a moment of clarity. Just do some soul searching within themselves um, to to not. Uh, to, 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 to stop this this behavior of always wanting to escalate mm -hmm. a situation because mm -hmm. it's not worth it. And man, we're all trying to be free at this point. We're trying to save the numbers. Like we're not trying to die out here in these streets. Like the cops are killing people. Fucking legislature is being changed mm -hmm. to impose more bullshit on black mm -hmm. people. Like we don't need the extra shit. 
So if we can do that, and I'm, I'm not just speaking from our side or that side, I'm speaking for the populace in general, be it Africans or black people. This is not the time for us to be dividing and doing all this shit. And shout out to those that like really do a good job at embracing us and our weirdness and our fuckery and everything else that we come to bear. And shout out to all the Africans that do the work, you know, to constantly try to to, to understand the African American culture and be empathetic and of it and not be arrogant and or ignorant. So. Because we can we can be arrogant and ignorant. That I, so, that's something I, dude, I know I'm for Nigerian. sure. I'm Nigerian. Have we met? As unemployed as I am, I pop shit like fuck out of here. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, you can't be popping shit. You need to humble yourself, which I have been humbled. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but at the same time, I'm still Nigerian at the end of the day, so I'm talking my shit. But with all that being said, it's peace to all. Um, you know, it's peace and love from our side. Y'all know that. Um, shout out to our cousins and our folks that um, were sent up the road a, a long time ago. I really, really um, will continue to do the well. Jack and I will continue to do the work to unlearn on our part and to help those that are trying to come back into the fold. Any uh, nice quotes or sayings or anything that you want to give to the people before we sign off here, Jack? Um. Did you get all that off your chest? You sh- are you good now? <laughs> Jack. Oh, my God. So the reason why they say blood is thicker than water mm-hmm. is because in the old days, even in Africa, that's how they, ch- they checked if a woman was pregnant. It's because if the, the blood, if a woman is pregnant, the blood coagulate, right? And all the hormones, you know, uh, 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 pretty much a baby is a coagulation of blood, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why they say blood is thicker because every time two family comes together, mm-hmm. the blood are gonna coagulate, right? It's gonna get together to produce another human. Gotcha. So blood is thicker than water, meaning that if you if we are coming from somewhere, we are always, always trying to find that blood that we can coagulate with. Mm-hmm. The oldest, what they would do is they would take a, a pregnant woman urine and a regular urine. Mm-hmm. And the urine with a pregnant woman actually will, will coagulate faster than that. You know way so, too much shit about yeah, but you, you but, but that's because they know that's old medicine, right? Old, old ways where grandmas would know like, ah, we know you were, you know, you you expecting and whatnot. But it's one of those stupid things where in your mind you go, oh, oh, I, I, I know, you know, I know what happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, you know, what's going on. But the truth here is we cannot we cannot claim to be from the same tribe regardless of our story and wake up in the morning and not teach our kids or not being intentional about the fact that we both bear the same color mm-hmm. and regardless of what we want to be, fuck being even human. But give that other person a little bit of grace mm-hmm. before you actually even start any fuckery that makes you who you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, this has been a day in the life of an immigrant. My name is Taysu Osar as always. My co-host, Jack Bigadu. Peace. <laughs>